Welcome back. I am Jacob Spudage, and this is Posted, an Indiana Daily Student podcast highlighting stories throughout the paper, as well as sitting down with reporters, asking them about reporting. This is a big week, and I am excited because today we get the opportunity to sit down with current Indiana Daily Student Editor-in-Chief Helen Rummel, as well as both managing editors Ellie Alban and Salme Coteau. Salme will assume the role of Editor-in-Chief in the fall. First things first, the biggest stories this week. After permanently closing in January, the Bloomington landmark restaurant Denny's will be replaced by Lincoln Square Pancake House. The city of Bloomington is launching a pilot program with the Indianapolis Zoo that will allow residents to donate invasive and undesirable plants on their properties to the zoo to use for animal food. Comedian David Cross, also known as the bad guy Ian Hawk from Alvin and the Chipmunks, will perform at 8 p.m. May 19th at the Buskirk Chumley Theater on his Worst Daddy in the World Tour. The 18-plus show will feature special guest Sean Patton as the opening act. IU Cinema is hosting their fourth annual Montage Film Festival April 28th at 4 p.m. The festival will showcase student-produced short films. There will be 15 different films shown in that festival. After suffering a foot injury on December 7th, 2022 against the University of Kansas, Xavier Johnson was granted a hardship waiver and will be set to return to Indiana men's basketball. After that December 7th injury, Johnson missed the entire rest of the Hoosiers season. Big news for the Hoosiers after freshman guard Jalen hood Shafino declared for the draft earlier this month. On an eight-game win streak, the top spot in the Big Ten is up for grabs this weekend at Bart Kaufman Field when Indiana baseball hosts Maryland in a three-game weekend series. This year, the Hoosiers are 22-1 and at home. And finally, Indiana softball travels to Ann Arbor to take on Michigan after a sweep of Rutgers last weekend. It will be the Hoosiers' final away series of the season. Overall, they are 34-15 with a 12-5 conference record, tied for second best with Nebraska in the conference. Northwestern has a top spot going 15-2 within the Big Ten. Helen Rummel is the current Indiana Daily Student Editor-in-Chief. Hi, Helen. Hello. Ellie Albin is one of the current managing editors for the paper. Hello, Ellie. Hi. And both have served, been serving through the spring 2023 semester. I'm extremely nervous right now because both of these people are my boss. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just have a couple questions for you guys. First one is for both of you. Coming into the roles in late December 2022, what did you both see as a main challenge, both individually and paper-wide? Um, I can start. So for me, one of the major challenges starting off was probably our financial situation. That had been something that I was aware of when I was a freshman on staff. It had become more of a problem over time. And that was definitely something that was discussed with me before I took on the role. And then, you know, when I started as well, something that was brought up was that our audience was shrinking a little bit over time. And just the people that were reading the IDS on a day-to-day basis and, you know, who we were able to include in our readership. Um, So that was slowly shrinking a little bit. And so a big goal for me this semester was to make sure that we were reaching out to readers and making sure that we were a presence um, on campus and in Bloomington. So that was a big thing for me. It's probably like more personal, just like as a managing editor, like trying to make sure um, I'm comfortable like editing all of the different, you know, desks and all of their content. Um, Because like coming in, like very comfortable with arts, having done tons of arts, you know, over the years for IDS. 
um, sports I'm comfortable with, had written for them and written a lot of sports in high school, have written some opinion stuff, but like with news, like I'd never been on the news desk, um, hadn't been a news editor. So it's like, you just have to be really conscious about like what your blind spots are as a managing editor. Cause like when you get into that role, you're going to have them. Like it's just inevitable and it's not a problem. It's just like, that's where you have to work at like getting better at it. So like for me, one of the, not like problems, but like a goal I wanted to reach was like get better at news editing it's still hard. Like there's still things I forget, but like, I feel myself, you know, getting better at it. And I feel like I got better at it over the semester and Helen and Salome were very helpful with that because they have those backgrounds. And I guess now flipping on the other side of that, nearly six months later, what did you guys feel like you failed on during the semester? Ouch. Okay. (laughs) Um, that's a fair question. Um, Hmm. So something that I wish could have been better. It's kind of like something that's still improved, but I wish that had been better is still that same idea that I was getting at was making sure that we're reaching all areas of Bloomington and campus. Um, I felt like, you know, a lot of like really big ideas that we had for social media weren't able to come to fruition because we were so focused on, you know, the basics of day-to-day coverage um, and getting caught up with that. And so sometimes those long-term goals of having all of these like elaborate social media campaigns and reaching out to people who maybe don't know who the IDS is or like know that we have a student newspaper. In that sense, I felt like um, we didn't accomplish what I was hoping to. I mean, I I also didn't save the IDS from its $450,000 worth of debt. So that was really a bummer. Um, I think that I helped raise awareness on, on that issue, but it definitely didn't like magically disappear. That's a hard question. Like, I don't know, because, you know, like my position is a, like not even a, a little different from Helen's, like a pretty, like pretty big difference from Helen's just because she has so much to like oversee, you know, kind of big picture wise. A lot of the stuff I do, I feel like is, you know, daily operations and like making sure things run smoothly so Helen can kind of focus on um, like big stuff like that. I think maybe, and I, I don't know if I'd call this like an outright failure like, or something, because I, like, I don't want to call it that, but just, like, sometimes, like, when you get, you know, into the job, and there's a lot going on, you kind of lose some of your organization, like, you kind of get a little, like, sporadic, and a little, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but um, I feel like, like, I go into every semester, like, super organized, like, everything's color-coded, I've got my planner all laid out for it, Um, so I guess it's, yeah, like, kind of personal, like, not, you know, failure kind of thing, you feel like you're like letting people, other people down when you like are personally like kind of struggling like to stay organized and stuff. But that's kind of the chaos of like just being a journalism major and being at the IDS as well. That can be kind of hard to deal with. And then you see like the Trello board, you know, it has a ton of stories on there. And it's like, oh, I got to get to these. But I also have to go to class and I have to go to this meeting. That can be um, hard to like deal with. But, you know, like there, we have an amazing like just we all support each other so much. But sometimes, you know, you wish it's like, I wish I had organized this better and, you know, all that taking a step back. But Helen, you alluded to it big time, uh, but in your guys, both both of your guys' positions, transparency is huge. And in late February, you did write that letter from the editor. We're still here and we don't know what happens next. And in the edit in the letter, you were quick to point out saying the IDS was four hundred fifty thousand dollars in debt. You said that earlier. Uh, two months later, uh, where's the IDS now and kind of what's changed and what's changing because of that debt? Yeah. Um, so I, I can't give any like concrete answers, but what I can say was that there were discussions with media school leadership and then 
there were discussions between media school leadership and university leadership about what this problem looks like, what we're going to do about it. I haven't heard any absolute concrete plans yet, but we also don't have a new media school dean yet. Hopefully they'll be appointed sometime soon here in the summer or in May. But there were at least conversations surrounding surrounding the idea that the IDS will not go away. That's what I was told multiple times by leaders involved in this project. Um, that is both comforting and also not. It's, it's first comforting because it, it's a nice idea, and I do want to believe the people when they say that. But um, without a plan, we can't absolutely trust that. You know, I know that the IDS as an idea, as a newspaper, will still be around. But what I really wanted the letter to demonstrate and to communicate was that the IDS has to exist in the way that it does now as an independent major student publication that is not only a learning lab, but is the primary source of news for a big portion of this community. Um, It's not a class. It's independent. It's entirely run by students. And I think if we mess with that model too much, we can cause some harm to the institution overall. Obviously, I think there are some changes that need to be made, but hopefully those all of those changes and all the discussions surrounding those changes will be as transparent as these issues have been up until now. I think coming from Helen's perspective, she gets to know probably a little, like a lot more than I do about that kind of stuff and has a better perspective on it than I do. But um, I think like what's good is like, you know, we're still consistently like putting up good coverage like the people who are working here like are consistently still you know still come in and you know they write amazing stuff every single day um and we still put out a print paper so there are things that are like have stayed consistent that are like you know good to have good to rely on but I think people just you know what has stayed true throughout everything and will stay true is that people are putting out good content that is just it's undeniably good and it just represents the talent of the people, you know, we have here and in the media school and at other schools at IU. So, yeah, at least, you know, that has stayed the same. The quality has not dipped. Well, uh, just a quick last one on a lighter note, if, if anything, uh, for both you guys, what's next after the semester as it winds down? Fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know. I'm graduating, so I'm, I'm leaving. Um, I'll graduate next week. Yeah. Um, And then after that, I'll be here in Bloomington for a little bit. I won't disappear as EIC immediately. I'll kind of stay for a little bit to help the transition process go smoothly. And then after that, I'm moving to Phoenix um, and I'll be a Pulliam Fellow for the Arizona Republic. Um, I'll be covering equity issues there. I've never been to Arizona, so it's a new adventure um, for me, but I'm excited about it. It'll be cool. Well, yeah, I'll still be here. Um, I'm a junior, so going into senior year, um, I'm planning on, like, doing IDS stuff over the summer. I like the summer staff a lot. It's a lot of fun. Um, in, in the fall, I will, again, be here. Um, we I've discussed, like, options with people, just keeping it open and that kind of stuff about what I would do. Um, but there's a lot of, so you know, just so much cool stuff here and, you know, making sure it's a priority for me to support Salome as she goes into her new role and kind of helping her be a bit of a utility player wherever she kind of needs me like I'm willing to help with that but yeah no I'm excited for next year the summer and the fall and all of that but yeah it'll it'll still be here still at the IDS so awesome awesome Helen and Ellie thank you so much for your time today thank you thank you 
Salome Coteau started as a news reporter, then transitioned to a news editor. This semester, she's been serving as a managing editor, and in the fall, she will assume the role of editor-in-chief of the Indiana Daily Student. She joins us today on the show. Salome, what's up? Hi. <laughs> How are you? Good, good. Um, I'll get to the EIC questions in a minute, but you actually had a story that just came out on the website as well as on page three of Thursday's paper on the verge of everything, an IU ballerina who danced until the end. First off, just a phenomenal read. I read it this morning. I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask you about the journey you took to write this story because I understand you and another IDS reporter went all the way to South Carolina. Yeah, it was quite a journey, I think. Um, I started working on the story in March around spring break um, because uh, Mary Elizabeth, the ballerina, her aunt reached out to the IDS and they were trying to raise money and raise awareness because Mary had fallen sick and um, yeah, they were just hoping that we would write about her. So I decided to make a whole feature about her. Um, I interviewed her, her friends and family through Zoom and then her old dance studio in Columbia, South Carolina, where she grew up, had a performance and they had it in her honor. So like at the last minute, I was like, what if I went there? So um, Carter is a news editor and we drove to South Carolina. It was a 10 hour drive. I think we spent like maybe 20 hours like in South Carolina in total. And then like we drove back and I met her friends and I went to the performance and I talked to people there. And how, yeah. How long were you talking, uh, whether it was family, friends, how long, how, how long do you think you were talking to them total? Hours, probably like initial interviews on Zoom that were like half an hour to an hour long with multiple friends and family members. I talked to a lot of them um, in South Carolina for a long time. And I also went to Indy to see her family members who were at the hospital with her. I couldn't see her, but I talked to her dad and her aunt again and her grandmother for like three hours, I think, that day. And so many hours of interviews. What were those conversations like with the family? Um, I know you have little tidbits in there about how the father started in the back of the phone book looking for dance schools or a nine-hour, 54-minute Spotify playlist with Harry Styles and the Lumineers. Mm-hmm. What, was, what were getting those details like? Because they really add great character to that story. I have to get, give credit to them. They were, like all of them, her friends and her family were all so, so nice, so welcoming. Like her friends gave me a hug when they saw me in South Carolina. They talked a lot about her age. You know, you can really tell how much they care about her, how loved she was and is. Um, yeah, I think having long conversations and, and multiple conversations with them and, you know, showing how much I care about the story and, like, what I was willing to do for it, I think that helped them, you know, trust me with those those details and that information. It was a process, but ultimately it just comes down to putting in the work and showing that you're really passionate about the story. Just a really powerful read. Um, kind of moving, switching gears a little bit. Moving towards your future role as editor-in-chief. Uh, coming in, what's kind of the biggest challenge you're gearing up to face? I don't know. I know from being managing editor, I can expect many, many challenges. Every semester is different, and um, even though there have been many editors-in-chief in all of the IDS history, you know, no one can really know what the next semester is going to be like because there are new challenges every semester. So I don't really know what to expect I think the biggest challenge is just like not knowing because it's it's different every time. Just I know the the finances of the IDS is something that it's has been going on. 
That was something while. we were just talking so, to Helen yeah. about earlier. Um, and that's definitely still going to be like a big conversation that we need to have next semester. But other than that, it's just, I guess I'll, I'll see what happens and deal with it then. <laughs> and you said, you said there's been a lot of AICs in the past. What, what's, what are you going to do differently than the others? What's going to be your main impact during this fall semester? I think they built the ideas and made the ideas like what it is today. And I would be crazy to try to change everything because they're the reason that we're, we're so successful. I don't know if there's like a lot of things that I would do differently. There are some things that I'm like bringing back and was inspired by previous editors. Uh, I don't know if there's a really big drastic change that I will make, but one thing that I want to focus on is um, diversity in the newsroom and in our coverage. And previous editors have done projects and things like that in the past. And some of those aspects I would like to bring back and then expand on this next semester. Of course. And kind of, you know, a fun one, if you will. What are you excited about to take the role? It's a big responsibility, but what are you excited about? Um, I'm so excited about everything. I love the idea so much. I spent all of my time here. I am excited to be the next leader and just continue the amazing work that the IDS has done and just be able to, you know, interact with all the staff members because I think that's the best thing about the IDS is everyone that I get to work with. Just one last one for you. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about earlier year everything you've done, news editor, news reporter, managing editor. What how are you gonna use the skills you learned while doing that? transitioning that into being EIC? My experience at the IDS and the people I've worked with and my editors have made me the person and the journalist that I am today and I would not be there without any of them. I think just my knowledge of like the IDS and how we work and my reporting experience and you know I've worked on different difficult stories, I've worked on breaking news, I've worked on longer pieces, I've I feel like I've like you can't see everything but I've, I've seen a lot and I think I that makes me for any challenge that we'll face next semester, and I'm sure we'll face many of those. Awesome. Well, Salome, thank you so much for your time today. Salome starts as the editor-in-chief in the fall for the IDS, and be sure to check out her story at idsnews.com, or you can pick it up uh, from one of the newsstands across town. Thank you, Salome. Thank you. That wraps up the second episode of Posted. You can check idsnews.com for new episodes every week. Posted is co-produced by myself and Olivia Bianco, as well as edited by Olivia. You can follow Olivia on Twitter at the Olivia Bianco, as well as myself at Spootage Jacob. Thanks for joining us. 